It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers Tuesday edition. This is the day of the week where we focus on you, your questions. This is your show. I've got a ton of questions here, both Twitter and email to get to a lot about quarterbacks. So that's what will be going on today on Locked On 49ers. This football season will be different and Pepsi is getting you ready for game day no matter how you watch. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. At BD Peacock is where you can find me on Twitter. That's where a lot of these questions came from. I always promise I'm going to dip into some of the emails, and I will today. You can find me there, LockedOn49ers at Gmail. Emails are much less likely to be read on the show and talked about on the show, I'll do a, although I do try to read all of them, but they do get semi-long for a conversation like this, so Twitter is much easier at BD Peacock, hit me there with your questions for any day of the week, really. Hit me whenever you like. And I save the ones that I want to talk about here on the program. A lot about quarterbacks. We have to talk quarterbacks on today's show. And I, I assume it's going to be a big topic of conversation until free agency opens and until the draft, really, until we find out exactly how this team is going to take shape in 2021. Let's start with <laughs> this one from Yee made me laugh. I don't know why. He said, next year's bridge quarterback is currently on our practice squad. So that's how much faith Yee has in Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard as he thinks Josh Johnson, who was recently just signed by the 49ers, currently on the practice squad, might get called up after the bye. Who knows? Might even start some games for the 49ers this year, depending on how things go with who I presume will be the starter in Week 12 against the Rams, C.J. Beathard. See how that goes. Uh, Josh, you know, Josh Johnson's not going to be a planned bridge quarterback, though. So, no, I disagree there. It's not going to be Beathard. It shouldn't be Beathard. It's not going to be Nick Mullins, even. I don't think Nick Mullins has proven to be someone that you want to... Essentially, the 49ers, until Garoppolo comes back, will be running out a quarterback that you hope never has to play. And I don't think the 49ers would ever go into a season with a stopgap quarterback that they don't at least expect they're going to win some games with in the interim until, say, a rookie was ready to play. And it could be one path they take, but I don't think any of the names currently are on the roster that fit that bill right now. And the only guy that really had the shot to do that, I think, was Nick Mullins. And he kind of blew that opportunity in in the, the limited work he's seen this year. And, and maybe he'll get some more chances, but, man, right now you just you don't have faith the 49ers should be greedy at quarterback. They should want better a better quarterback room in total. They should want a better backup. They should want a better third stringer if they keep three. And they should absolutely want to get the best starter they possibly can at the most important position in pro sports. To Brian on Twitter, who says, Do we send Jimmy back to New England? I bet they would pay the most. Then make a call for Aaron Rodgers? Eyeball emojis? I'd be happy with Alex Smith, too. Yeah, Alex Smith's a lot more realistic than Aaron Rodgers. And look, 
let's pretend you're a Packers fan or the Packers GM and a team comes calling for your quarterback after they just earned the one seed in the NFC playoffs a season after going 13 and three potentially, you know, who knows how far the Packers will go this year and maybe even have the MVP in Aaron Rodgers, And you're going to call them and ask for him in trade. Like what would it even cost if they were willing to ship him out and would they be? I don't think so. And contractually, I think Rodgers, the, the more clear path to Rodgers leaving Green Bay is in 2022. And I think that's been the plan all along. And Jordan Love, obviously, is not ready to play yet. And he didn't even get the garbage time minutes in that 49ers game, right? It was quarterback Tim Boyle that I forgot was even in <laughs> Green Bay. I was like, oh, we're going to get to see Jordan Love. He's like, oh, no, actually, we're going to see Tim Boyle take a knee. So the Packers, I don't think... With the way that they're playing right now, there's, they're not in a position to move away from Aaron Rodgers yet. And who knows? Maybe that'll end up being a waste of a first-round pick, and he never plays. And it's a, maybe even a situation like Jimmy Garoppolo was where Rodgers hangs on and plays forever, and they can't let go of an MVP-type quarterback if you're Green Bay for some first-round rookie that's you know not proven he's ready to play yet. So, yeah, Rodgers definitely not having. Alex Smith is a name that I think should be considered by the 49ers and the way he's played recently and just the story. And of course, you know, 49ers fans would welcome him back with open arms. He's a possibility. I just really don't think the 49ers would go with somebody who they might think is a step down from Jimmy Garoppolo, even as an interim quarterback to start the year next year. And say, even if they drafted a first round quarterback, I really think John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan are too competitive in a way that would not allow them to take what they perceive as a step back. And I think they would perceive going to Alex Smith as a step back from Jimmy Garoppolo. Can they take a step forward from Jimmy Garoppolo in free agency with a veteran quarterback or a trade? That's tough to do. I don't know if they'll be able to even pull that off, which makes me, in every scenario, come back to Jimmy G and think, man, you know what? Even if they do draft a guy, they might still go with Jimmy G and a draft pick. Because I, it's, it's a hard scenario for me to find where they truly upgrade in the short term over Jimmy G. And I don't see them downgrading to the point or just letting a, a rookie, even if it is a high draft pick, roll with it out of the gate. And maybe they're forced to with the salary cap. It's hard for me to see that right now. But who knows? Maybe I will be convinced of that going forward. And by the way, there are more names out there on the veteran quarterback market that I think we should get into. In fact, it'll be numerous podcasts and, and we can get a lot deeper into that and, and rank it out. I think with maybe you could even shuffle in the veteran quarterbacks and the rookie draft class together and, and rank them in a preferred order of who could be a quarterback for the 49ers and include the current 49ers roster in that as well. That might be an episode for January to take everybody's minds off the 49ers, not competing in the playoffs or something like that. But we can go over it a little bit, I think, on today's show. And I do have an email here that has a lot of names. Here's a couple of names from Enya on Twitter. It says, hey, Brian and little Leo. Oh, thanks for shouting out little Leo, who, by the way, I think all this watching football is finally starting to rub off on him. So now he'll just take off running as fast as he can, dive on the couch and yell touchdown. So he's, he's getting into it. He's getting the football fever. It seems like quarterback is a serious question for us this offseason. I agree. Do you think it's time to clean house and sign a veteran plus draft a guy? If so, who are you drafting? Would you trade for a shot at Lawrence Fields or happy with Wilson Lance? Man, that is a, that's a tough question. Again, that's going to be covered a lot in the, the post 
season pre-draft run up and I've got a ton more work to do on the rookies. It's getting more and more clear though that it's going to be Trevor Lawrence one and Justin Fields two probably and I don't think either player will be available below that. If the season ends today, the 49ers will be drafting 12th. Can they trade up 10 spots? It's really costly in the NFL and one of the teams that got one of those top two picks would have to be willing to move off of that quarterback and not draft them themselves. So essentially it's a team like Houston, who Miami owns their pick, gets it. And then Miami wants to stick with Tua and they, they'll trade that extra first rounder that they have for a huge haul. That would make a ton of sense for Miami. Or maybe it's maybe you're calling Miami about Tua if you like him better. Or if they they want to make it, they want to draft one of those players. So there there is some opportunity to trade up. But let's say it's the Jets and Jaguars who would have the first two picks right now. Get pick one and two. You're not trading up with them anyways because they're just going to hoard those picks and draft the player themselves most likely. But maybe if a team like Dallas is up there, you could swing a deal with because they want to keep Dak and re-sign Dak and and get a windfall in in trade or Miami. Uh, there is some teams, and I could see an argument where the Giants if they got one of the top two picks, would draft a quarterback. If they're not that high, maybe you can get in the top five for one of the other quarterbacks. But here's the problem. As I'm seeing Zach Wilson go higher and higher, wherever the 49ers end up, if it's in this range, 12 to 15, he might be gone by then too. So they might be having to trade up for any quarterback they get. And that's what happens a lot in the NFL draft is if you know you need a quarterback, there's usually a lot of quarterback needy teams at the top of drafts and you have to get aggressive. And I was actually surprised that both Herbert and especially Tua the teams that drafted them this year didn't have to move up because it's been a long time since teams didn't have to move up and maneuver to draft their quarterbacks early unless they already had the number one pick. So I think right now I like what I'm seeing from Zach Wilson, but I have a lot more work to do. And there's Kyle Trask and there is Mac Jones from Alabama and there's potentially, uh, you know, Trey Lance, as you mentioned here. And yeah, there's potentially five or six quarterbacks that could be first round caliber, which would really help the 49ers, right? If they're picking in the middle of the round, knowing that they like a few guys and they don't have to get super aggressive to trade up for the one guy they really like. And I will see this about Zach Wilson, just something that's very easy to tell right now. You don't have to watch a lot of film on this guy to know that some teams aren't going to be super high on a player who's not physically impressive, like Lawrence and Fields, big arms, big athletic guys. They look exactly like you want your pro quarterbacks to look like Zach Wilson's like what maybe 6-1 like he could when he shows up to the combine next to those guys he's got a good arm but he's not going to wow people physically to the point where you're like oh I got to trade up into the top 10 for this guy that's the vibe I get right now from Zach Wilson he's got arm talent he's accurate but a place like the combine and the 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 run up to the draft is where players like that might not climb as much as they could during the season when they're putting everything on tape because that's where He'll make up his ground is, is right now, and everyone's really hyped on him. But when he shows up to the combine, and he's six feet and a half inch and weighs 215 pounds, standing next to some of these other quarterbacks, maybe that's where I start to think that he won't go that high, and the 49ers might have a better shot than people think right now of drafting Zach Wilson. But all the mocks I've seen recently, he's been gone before the 49ers pick is up. And by the way, will there, there probably won't even be a combine. This is going to be a weird draft season. And uh, maybe more than any other year, draft boards could be wildly different for a lot of teams. It should be a lot of fun. And of course, I will be covering you daily here. Locked on 49ers all the way through the draft. So stick around. That'll be a fun season. And I get way into the draft. So it's what I do. Let's roll. Uh, coming up, there's more names. Some veteran quarterbacks are thrown out there via an emailer. 
on Locked On 49ers. You're gearing up for game day. It's fun to be like, oh, what are we going to have today? Do we want to cook something up or do, no, nah, we want to have somebody bring food to us. Whether you want pizza or Chinese or even something for dessert, there's something for everyone on DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you food, your craving right now, right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open up the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Many of your local restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left at your door. Don't sleep on all your favorite spots. Many of those favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left at your door. Right now, our listeners get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code Locked On. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code Locked On. Don't forget that's code Locked On for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of joining the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch. I watch little breakfast, refreshments throughout the day, pretty much watch ball all day long. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com. Check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. I have a couple QB-related emails here, so let's keep this quarterback discussion going. Some more names to add to the mix. David says, I've been enjoying your discussion about QB options for the 49ers next year. I was especially excited about the possibility of Fitz or Alex Smith tutoring a rookie, but I had another thought. Might the 49ers be able to pursue a trade for Marcus Mariota? He's still young, talented, and could be a long-term option. That's interesting, David. I hadn't thought about the name Marcus Mariota. What would he cost? I think he would be in the name, in the category of low-cost QB names that could potentially come in and, and give the 49ers more than we've seen from him throughout his career. Athletic. Athletic enough for Kyle Shanahan to have a little fun there, too. And he's a talented guy. And I think he could be a fit with what Kyle Shanahan likes to do as far as uh, what kind of a quarterback Marcus Mariota is. And obviously, he wouldn't be an answer by himself but maybe a stopgap type to pair with a quarterback and let that competition ensue. It's not a terrible name. Here's some more names. This is an email from Martin who says, Love the show. Keep it going. Do you think there's a possibility of current NFL quarterbacks coming to the 49ers, but at what cost? What applicable draft picks or contracts do they suit the 49ers offense? He names Marcus Mariota as one of his. Daniel Jones, Drew Locke, Dwayne Haskins, Cam Newton, Matthew Stafford, Kirk Cousins. Okay, a lot of interesting names there of varied degrees of contract status and talent. Of those names, the most realistic that could be available that would help the 49ers uh, and adding to the names we've already talked about, just really quickly, and, and I'm not putting a ton of thought into this right now, but I would say Fitz, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Alex Smith, Marcus Mariota. Fitzpatrick and Alex Smith should end up being free agents. You don't have to trade for them. You know they work 
well with rookies. They fit the ideal role of someone who's going to play for a little while, knowing that that could be zero games or 16 games as a starting quarterback for you. But they can win games in the NFL, and they've proven that. I like those fits for the 49ers, and they don't cost draft picks. Some other players on this list, they're going to cost a draft pick, and their salaries are already at or above the Jimmy Garoppolo level, and I don't think that fits what the 49ers would be trying to do. But I did have an email a few weeks ago or a, a tweet about Matthew Stafford if I thought Matthew Stafford would be a fit for the 49ers, and I would love to see Stafford go somewhere outside of Detroit and see if he can win somewhere else because it's just not working there with the Lions. And man, that would be definitely the best arm talent that we've seen with Kyle Shanahan. That, that could be something. I, I wouldn't be against seeing something like Matthew Stafford. Kirk Cousins, again, it's more of the same of Jimmy Garoppolo. Are you upgrading? What's the point of making a, a lateral move? Dwayne Haskins. I never saw anything from Dwayne Haskins to make me think he would be something if he's free and he's out there. Sure, bring him in, let him compete for a backup job and, and maybe get lucky there. Uh, Marcus Mariota is a similar, like if it was really cheap, bring him in, see what you get. Uh, you got to add Sam Darnold to that list along with Daniel Jones there. Obviously, if the Jets or Giants draft a quarterback and they're ready to move on from their younger quarterback, you give them a shot. Again, cost. What's it? What's it, They're going to ask for a second round pick. I'm going to say no thank you. Niners don't have a third-round pick this year right now. Drew Locke, it'll probably be way too early for the Broncos to move on from Locke, even though a pretty ugly four-interception performance. I think he was a little bit hurt, too. So, I mean, just things don't seem to be going right in the right direction for Drew Locke, but I don't think he'll be without a job and not someone that you would try to trade for. So uh, there's a lot of names there and some possibilities. It's hard for me to say that the 49ers should trade for a really expensive veteran player. But of those names, I think Matthew Stafford, the one talent-wise that could be a clear upgrade for the 49ers and potentially be something in Kyle Shanahan's offense. But he's never won in the NFL. Is that a Detroit Lions thing or is that a Matthew Stafford thing? And for any of the other players, if they come free, if they're a free agent, you can bring him in and give him a shot, see what you get from a young player. Cool. Or if the, the draft pick compensation matches up with what you're willing to give, then yes. But if, if a team who's moving away from their young quarterback wants you to give them a first or a second round pick, it's just too, too expensive for someone who's an unknown that they're already trying to move away from. And essentially, if you're trying to find the Tannehill scenario, uh, oddly enough, it's the guy who he Tannehilled in Marcus Mariota or Sam Darnold, who Adam Gase is currently Tannehilling. The other side of the Tannehilling, but what would it cost to get him? It would have to be so cheap that it's worth the opportunity if they flame out completely. Oh, here's another name that just popped into my head that, from what I remember, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch did like in that 2017 draft. Mitch Trubisky could potentially be uh, somebody who's looking for a job uh, very soon into 2021. And you know, that's a perfect segue into this next email. You don't want to be in quarterback purgatory. And John says, Hey, Brian, love the show. Keep up the great work. I think if the Nick Mullins experiment has proved anything, it's dispelled the myth that Shanny's offense is so schemed up that you can plug in any caretaker quarterback and let the yak monsters do their thing. Minority opinion. Keep Jimmy Garoppolo a proven winner in the offense. And if you take a quarterback high in the draft next year, go the Mahomes route. Let him learn for a year before starting unless he blows you away in camp. Basically, I don't want 
to go the Washington route, jettison a solid quarterback like Kirk Cousins, to get a rookie who turns out to be a dud like Haskins, and then being back to QB purgatory starting an over-the-hill Alex Smith, a backup caliber Kyle Allen, etc. Your thoughts? Uh, I appreciate the email, John, and that is a great point. Quarterback purgatory is a terrible place for a team to be. And a lot of times when teams are in quarterback purgatory, they won't move off their bad quarterback. And we kind of just saw that with Trubisky and the Bears, and it took them a long time to realize that he wasn't going to be the guy for them. Or you have just good enough quarterback play to be mediocre. You're not in the playoffs, but you're not drafting high enough to get that really great franchise-changing quarterback either. Or when you do draft a quarterback high, he stinks. And so it's another three or four-year process to figure that out and give it another shot. So I'm with you that quarterback purgatory is a place the 49ers need to try not to end up in, which is why I keep coming back to I don't know if they'll move off of Jimmy Garoppolo unless they can find a veteran clear upgrade, and I don't know if that's out there for them in 2021. All right, let's move off of quarterbacks for the time being. There's some other quarterback questions here. Maybe we'll attack some of these tomorrow on another Winky Wednesday podcast with my guest, Nick Winkler. Cooper says, okay, now is Brandon Ayuk the number one receiver? He's so good, and is Richie James number three? I would say that Richie James should be number three. The muff punt was terrible last week, but he also had a potential game-winning or game-changing play that he was wide open for that C.J. Beathard underthrew. I think we've seen when he gets the opportunity, Richie James can make some plays on offense. I don't care if he's the returner anymore. Get him on the field on offense. He should be the number one slot receiver. He should be the number three for the 49ers, and then Kendrick Bourne should mix in with him, maybe more on the outside or, or you know, vice versa, whatever. But Richie James needs to get on the field, and I think he could be a yak bro. As far as Ayuk and Debo, I think Ayuk has the best shot from what we've seen of being the number one just because of when the few times that we've actually seen Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel in the game together, Debo's been the gadget guy, and Ayuk has played a little bit more of a traditional role and a lot of underneath stuff, and we still haven't seen the ball skills from Ayuk down the field yet. I mean, his super long arms, he should be better at going up to get the ball, it's really helped him scoop it off the ground, though. I mean, I think it was a listener that said that he could tie his shoes standing up, and we saw him scoop that ball off the turf last week. So the long arm's definitely coming in handy on on low passes for sure, and I think he'll get a lot better ball skills-wise and fighting DBs for the ball in the air as well, and, and potentially that would help him immensely in making plays down the field. So the usage so far this year makes me think that maybe it's leaning that way with Ayuk being more of a number one and Debo being the number two guy. But I could see both being target hogs depending on the game plan. Uh, I don't think we've seen the full capacity Debo Samuel yet this year. So I'm definitely not saying that Brandon Ayuk has passed him up or, or will be a clear one and, and Debo will be a clear two. And I don't think Kyle Shanahan wants it to be that way. I think he wants it to have two capable receivers that can do a little bit of everything on every level. And I think that's how this is starting to play out for those guys. If we can get Ayuk and Debo healthy and on the field at the same time and a capable, quarter, capable quarterback throwing them the ball. And then, yes, I think a distant third. I think Richie James should be the number three guy from now going forward. And I've liked Kendrick Bourne. I just think Richie James brings a little bit something extra and Bourne should work in there as a, as a three or four as well. And, you know, maybe they just completely, you know, maybe Richie James just backs up Debo and Kendrick Bourne backs up Ayuk and they're straight backups and then use Richie in the slot. Cause I really think Richie James has been underutilized as the slot receiver. And now that we're seeing Trent Taylor get phased out, 
we might actually see a lot more of Richie James the rest of the year. Although I still have my doubts when Debo comes back if Richie James will be heavily involved. And now he might have lost his return job too after muffing that punt. Kyle Shanahan after the game saying they might give Ayuk that job in the near future. And he's someone who should be good at it. And uh, he's got that type of skill with the ball in his hands for sure. So get the ball in the hands of your playmakers. Do it. Plenty more to get to on this episode of Locked On 49ers. We've got some emails and tweets about uh, the offseason plan, about Shanahan coaching, Robert Sala in the 49ers defense, and a ton more coming up. Are you hitting a wall at the bye week of the NFL season? You need a pick-me-up to get you through to the next game? Power through that wall with Built Go. Whether it's a mental wall, a physical wall, break through it with Go every day. It's a small packet, one and a half ounces, very easy to take. Put it in your glove compartment, in your pocket, in your backpack, in your briefcase, in your golf bag to power through the back nine. And Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's like an energy drink without the same crash of his over-sugared beverage and it's good for you it's natural it's better for your body three delicious flavors of built go peanut butter honey chocolate coconut and chocolate mint they are filled with protein collagen protein specifically because it's fast absorbing gets in your system fast and it's easy on the stomach beta alanine b vitamins honey and a little kick of caffeine visit builtgo.com and use promo code locked you'll get 20 percent off your next order that is promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, here we go. Tom is bringing the heat via email. He says, hey, Brian, I listen to every one of your episodes. I live in Pismo Beach, which is two and a half to three hours from Levi's Stadium. I attend at least three games a year, went to five last year, including both playoff games. Uh, yeah, I know Pismo Beach well. I used to hit Pismo Beach all the time. Splash Cafe, get a little bread bowl clam chowder. Still got a lot of friends uh, in that area, the San Luis Obispo area. But that's not the point of this email from Tom. He wants to talk coaching. He says, I've never been a Robert Sala fan till this year. He has done one hell of a job with all the injuries we've had. I'm starting to think he is a better coach than Shanahan. I really think he's trying to lose games. Hasty had half the yards that the snail had. <laughs> the snail in this scenario being Jarek McKinnon, I assume, uh, with three handoffs compared to the snail's 18. It doesn't take a football genius to go with the better back. My question is, do we not have an answer for all the blitzing the teams have been using against us in the past three to four years? I'm seeing a lot of blitzing from our opponents. I think that's the answer to stopping Shanahan's offense. Number 22, CJ, was very successful on almost all of his blitzes. Even the TV spokesman said something about the blitzes. Then 10 minutes later, he says, I guess the Niners aren't listening to my broadcast. Shanahan might be betting against the Niners, making sure they don't cover the spread. I blame him for Sunday's loss. 
All right. Thank you for the email, Tom. And and you can see why I prefer the tweets, right? It is lo- I get longer emails for sure. But uh, Tom was on fire there. He's upset uh, with Shanahan. And I, I think some blame has to go to Shanahan in that game. I don't know why there's reluctance to go away from Jarek McKinnon there. Unless there's just something we don't know about the faith in Michael Hasty to you know hold on to the ball, or you know if he's foot, putting the ball on the ground more in practice, or blitz pickups. But Jet was missing blitz pickups too, and so uh, it's definitely uh, an entire. There's a lot to it. So as far as picking up the blitzes, you got to recognize it. So a lot of it's on the quarterback for sure, and it could be up to fifty percent of it's on the quarterback, fifty percent of it's on the protection. You can change out of a play call. Uh, the the backs have to be able to pick up that blitz. You have to go hot if you know there's nobody that's going to pick up a blitzer. Is Shanahan coaching these things? I would assume he is, but uh, like the, the, my biggest problem with what Shanahan is, yeah, I think the personnel stuff. I think you nailed that one because it's clear to everybody who the more explosive back is and at least mix them in more. I get why you want to start the veteran guy, but you got to mix in someone like Hasty more often. And Hasty ended up getting hurt, so then, you know, whatever. If he gets hurt, you can't put him in there, but... We've seen it forever with Richie James, too, and he's going with his guys. Like, imagine if Richie James got all those snaps for years that Trent Taylor and Dante Pettis were getting. And the fourth and one play call was awful. Uh, No, I don't think Kyle Shanahan's putting money against his team and trying not to cover the spread. But they're severely undermanned. You're playing non-starting caliber quarterbacks. You've got a ton of injuries on the team. And I agree, Robert Sala is doing an underrated job with how good the 49ers defense is playing under the circumstances. I think there are some adjustments that Shanahan and Robert Sala could have been making, and those have been some fair criticisms. But they're just in a really tough spot personnel-wise, and I don't think Shanahan or Sala are a problem. But as one of the emailers said earlier, maybe Shanahan's offense is maybe he's not such a genius to where his scheme is just infallible and you can plug in anybody and have an amazing offense. I think we're definitely seeing that this year. And that's not a knock on Shanahan. I mean, that's nobody's offense is. But I get where you're coming from, Tom. It is frustrating and disheartening as a fan to see the same thing happen over and over again and to be screaming at the TV, why can't you make an adjustment to this thing that everybody in the world sees happening over and over again? We'll finish up the emails with this one today. And Julian has a plan. So let's see what Julian's plan is. Cut Ford, Coleman, either sign Tart, trade Ward, or vice versa. You can't trade Tart. He's a free agent. So you do either have to sign Tart, trade Ward, or let Tart walk, keep Ward. Let Sherman go. Draft a defensive end with the first round pick. Quarterback with the second round pick. Play Jimmy until week eight, nine. Then start the rookie. We got a loaded team when healthy, but need a legit quarterback. Resign Trent Williams and Kwan Williams. Also explore trading McGlinchey for draft picks. Brunskill can play right tackle. Respectfully from Julian in DC, 49ers till I die. All right. Thanks to uh, Julian and shout out to all the East Coast listeners, those of you in the District of Columbia. And Julian, I think a lot of your plan makes sense. Uh, Ford, the writing is on the wall there. Coleman, you can't spend that money on a running back for sure. 
Tart, I think he just ha- he's a strong safety. He's a good player, but he's been hurt a lot. I think you just have to let him walk. And Ward is only entering two, uh, year two of his contract. I think you could get out of that contract if you wanted to. You're already so shallow in defensive back depth. That would be surprising if the 49ers went with, say, Marcel Harris and Tarvarius Moore at safety next year. I just think Ward's going to be around at least one more year. Maybe we'll see a lot more of how we saw the 49ers play against the Saints. I kind of liked it. Moore and Ward and Harris on the field at the same time. Harris playing almost a money backer, linebacker position at times. Ward playing down by the slot a little bit. Tarvarius Moore playing over the top. I got no problem with that. Let Sherman go. I think, yeah, again, that's paying top-level money to Sherman right now is going to be tough. You can't pay both Trent Williams and Sherman. And if you have to pick one, I think you have to go Trent Williams. Let Sherman go. And it got a lot easier to do that with the emergence of what the 49ers have at corner now with Jason Verrett and Mosley. And, you know, those guys are going to have to get paid at some point as well, but they'll get paid a lot less than Richard Sherman would next year. So I think a lot of that stuff makes a whole lot of sense. Trading McGlinchey. I'm with you. I would like, here's, so here's the scenario. We talked about the draft earlier and draft position. So let's say Houston ends up with a top pick, top five-ish, and that's the path they're on. Uh, Houston's pick belongs to Miami. Miami wants to go with Tua, so they're willing to deal and trade that pick. Would you add McGlinchey to a package of first-rounders? It would take probably 49ers 21, 22, and say a player like McGlinchey to move up, and they'd have to be even close to do that if we're talking about getting up to the first or second pick. Would you add McGlinchey to a deal like that? Roll with Brunskill at right tackle. That's about the only scenario I could see the 49ers moving on from someone like Mike McGlinchey, and I think offensive tackle would be a position that Miami would be looking for in a trade. There was rumors they like Brandon Ayuk. Would you add Brandon Ayuk to that trade instead of McGlinchey if that's who they asked for? They're definitely going to ask for Bosa. Would you trade Bosa if it meant getting a star quarterback? I mean, Bosa's great. I would trade Bosa for Trevor Lawrence all day. So those are going to have to be some tough decisions. I think McGlinchey could be that guy who could potentially bring you back some value, and you do have Brunskill to play right tackle in the interim if you re-sign Trent Williams. And just looking ahead long-term, I don't know if McGlinchey's the guy who, I mean, he was a top-10 pick at offensive tackle. That's going to be an expensive player to extend in a couple years when his contract is up. I don't know if I would pay him that right now. So I think that's a hard decision you have to think about. But again, Leadership, I think McGlinchey, even though he's a younger player after Joe Staley left, has become one of the leaders for the 49ers on offense. And uh, there's a culture question that I want to get to on tomorrow's show with Winkler. But if you start losing, and we've already seen it with Buckner and Staley, those were big losses, bigger than on-field losses. And we're seeing that this year. You can't continue to lose a ton of leadership. And if you don't have Garoppolo anymore, and it would just be such a different team than what we saw on and off the field uh, from that Super Bowl team. So a lot to think about there, but there are tough questions for sure with players like Sherman and McGlinchey, what they mean to the team and what you could get in return for someone like McGlinchey and you know how this offseason plays out. But your quarterback scenario is the one that doesn't make sense to me, only that I'm not against keeping Jimmy and drafting a defensive player with the first pick and then... Drafting a quarterback in the second round, if there's a really good prospect that they like in the second round at quarterback and, and trying to develop that player behind him, would that player be ready to go and be your starting quarterback in week eight or nine? That would mean we're probably in a, a season much like this where 
Jimmy Garoppolo didn't look great, and the 49ers haven't won a lot of games. And in that case, you, you're you going to want to go with the first-round quarterback and not a second-round quarterback and make sure you get your guy there for the future. It's sort of like really playing both sides with Jimmy Garoppolo. Is Jimmy the guy? Then Jimmy's the guy. Uh, if you're trying to draft a quarterback, draft the best one possible. If there's one in the first round, get him. If there's not one in the first round, then maybe a second rounder works too. And, and I don't think that scenario is crazy. I mean, maybe you get lucky and you hit a home run on a second round quarterback, but unless they draft a, a top 15 quarterback, I would be surprised if a rookie is going to be ready to play in week eight next year. And even given the opportunity to be that guy for a contending team. And if a rookie's playing in week eight next year that wasn't a super high draft pick, then that means the season probably went quite downhill for the second year in a row. All right, good stuff. Thanks for all the questions, everybody. We'll hit a couple more tomorrow on another Winky Wednesday right here, Locked on 49ers. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 